How's everyone this morning? Good, good, good. And I want to thank, thank everyone for being here this morning to support me. And I want to thank those that are watching from either their living rooms, bedrooms, or kitchen, wherever. You know, just want to thank you this morning for being with us. Uh, first, let me get myself out of the way here. Dear Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, Father, we just thank you for allowing us to be here this morning, Father. Father, and we pray that the Holy Spirit and the angels be in the midst, Father, and that they will guide me with your word this morning, Father. Father, in the name of Jesus, I'm praying for everyone that's here, praying for those that are on their way and those that probably couldn't make it this morning, Father. Father, and I ask that you just move me out of the way and have your way in this house today, Father. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. <laughs> Again, good morning to everyone. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. If you will turn with me to the book of Proverbs, chapter 23. If we're there, we're gonna, I'm going to begin at the seventh verse. And at the seventh verse, we'll find, For as he thinketh in his heart, as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Eat and drink, saith he to thee. But his heart is not with thee. You know, everything that we do begins in the mind. You know, our thought, everything we think about, things that we plan, uh, places we want to go. You know, we, I used to tell people, you know, I've been to China just in my head. You know what I'm saying? Just thinking about it. You know, so everything begins there, begins and ends there. You know, and Solomon in his time was, was a very, very wise man. And he compiled all this information for actually for us to really live by, to grow by. Because even though we are adults, we still are growing. We might not be growing so much physically, but we are definitely growing mentally and spiritually. A lot of us, our growth is stunt spiritually. But for those of us that are moving on, we're growing spiritually. But he's trying to make us aware of how we think and the things that we look for in life and the things we strive for. And one of the things he's telling us here is to strive not to be rich. You know, I, I tell you, I would sure love to hit the lottery. But um, Solomon is saying, strive not to be a rich person. And he says the reason why is because riches will take wings and fly away. You know, and when you think about it, Everybody and their brother will be your friend if you got a lot of money. 
I mean, they will come knocking on your door. Family members you've never seen before will be knocking on your door. But Solomon is letting us know this stuff. And I'm here to say that this is a very powerful statement. Solomon in his wisdom, that there is an intrinsic link between the mind and our action. Because we do what the mind tells us to do. The mind is like a control center. If it's broken, the entire person is broken. If it is powerful, the person is very powerful. Our thoughts are as a result of who, our thoughts are not as a result of who we are but rather a result. We are the results of our thoughts. To disagree with this would really disagree with Solomon because of the reality behind all of this. Satan, this is what Satan goes after, is our mind. Because he knows if he has control over the mind, he has control over the entire person. We're enslaved, you know. Uh, and Solomon is saying that, you know, these are some of the things that we have to guard against. We have to be very careful about what we allow into our minds. We have to be very cautious, you know, because Satan is on the prowl, and he's waiting. He's waiting for the moment to take advantage of who you are, you know. And like right now, we have a pandemic going on, you know, and people are scared. People are frightened. People don't know exactly what to do. All they know is that they don't want to die. Nobody wants to die. Everybody wants to go to heaven, but nobody wants to die. You know, we want to live. So we are afraid. And right now, we are not really dependent on God to help us through this situation. We're dependent on man. We're looking to man to solve whatever this is that's going on. So actually, we're honestly praising man today. For what he can't do. We're not praising God. The person. The one and only person. That can either bring on a pandemic. Or change it. Or take it away. He's the only one that can do this. But yet we look to man. To solve our problems. And Solomon is telling us. Not to do this. He goes through a lot of things to point out, you know, the confusion that we allow ourselves to get into. He talks about like how Satan approached Eve back in the garden. And he, uh, what he did was, 
when he f- spoke to our first parents, the first thing he did was to challenge the way they thought about the word of God. He asked them if God actually said what they were claiming he said. And in Genesis 3, 2 and 3, if you'll go there with me. Eve tells him, said, and the woman said unto Satan, we may eat the fruits of the tree of the garden, but the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God said, ye shall not eat, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. Now, during that time, she had a a lot of confidence in God, a lot of confidence in God, and Satan's Satan knew this, so he had to use a he had to use some t- kind of a tactic to put doubt in her mind. So what he did, when Eve confirmed exactly what God had said, the devil didn't try to sway to sway them that God didn't say it. He challenged the way they perceived what God said. He distorted their thoughts about God's words and intentions. The devil can change our minds about the truth of God if we let him. He has taken taken us captivity through our own thoughts. He's cunning, very cunning. He'll put doubt in our minds So that we will be destabilized in all of our thinking. Over in the book of James, James tried to put it another way. In the book of James 1. Five through eight. Mm-hmm. James says says it like this here. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask God that giveth to all men liberally and unbridled. He doesn't hold back. He will give you this. And it shall be given him, but let him ask in faith, not wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven by the wind and tossed. That's how our minds can be at times, you know. Instead of sitting down or maybe talking to someone that might be a little brighter in the knowledge and the will of God, We will try to toss things up in our mind. And what happened, we'll get confused. 
And, and that's when doubt will come in and we will allow it to take hold of us and we will become really confused. James is actually saying here, but let him ask in faith. In other words, pray about it. You know, go to God and ask him about it. Not wavering. Do not wave. Don't, don't confuse yourself. But in 7, he says, let not the man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. For a double-minded man, a man who can't control his own thoughts, is unstable in all his ways. James 4, 8, go on to say more or less similar, something similar to that. He says, draw nigh to God. In other words, get close, pray, get to know the word, understand the word. And he will draw nigh to you. He will get close to you. But he goes on to say, cleanse your hands, sinners. And purify your hearts, you double-minded people. I put it like that. He didn't. He don't have that here, but I'm gonna put that in there. In other words, our hands represent our thoughts, because whatever we are thinking about, if we're not careful, we will mater- it will materialize, and it will be shown through our actions, the things that we do, things that we say, places that we go, whatever. It's going to materialize one way or the other. And James is saying, beware of this. You know, be cautious. Be careful about how you think. You know, he goes on, he, he goes on and he talks about um, it's all about the mind. Our thought is defined. And this is in Timothy. Timothy goes on to explain something here. In 2 Timothy 1 and 7, he says, For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. Wow. How many of us have a sound mind? Count me out. Wow. But this is what Timothy says. So it's a practice, something we have to work at. You know, this is something that just doesn't come overnight. A lot of us have to learn how to be a person, just to be a person. We have to learn how to be a person. You know, um, I searched millions of years, I feel like it, that I've searched a very long time to just find out who Tom was. You know, and I find that now that I'm beginning to understand who he is a little, that I got a long way to go. And at my age, it's a short time. I don't think I have that much time left to really figure Tom out. Because Tom can be very complicated. 
know. Amen. Ain't we all? Amen. But it goes on to say the redeemed is equipped with God. Uh, he's equipped by God to produce sound action. To have a sound mind. Christians is given the power by God to control his impulse and his desires. To possess a sound mind. Remember, as a man thinketh, so is he. You know, as a man thinketh, so is he. You know. I don't know about y'all, but I've met a lot of people in my time. A lot of people that were good, some were bad, you know, some trying to be bad. And I was one of those people trying to be bad because I found in my later years here that I wasn't really bad. I was just trying, and it didn't work for me. You know, I, don't, I can't speak for nobody else, but I know it didn't work for me. It wasn't until I tried to, that I started turning my life around that I began to see some things and begin to understand some things and begin to search out a lot of things. And one of the things that I began to search out was this book because I found that everything I needed to know about life and anything else in this world, especially me, was in this book. If I wanted to find out anything about this book, about Tom, I had to go in this book to find out about him, you know, because it's all here. It might not be my story. It could have been Moses' story, but I can identify with a lot of the things that Moses went through. I can identify with a lot of things that Abraham went through. You know, I could identify with a lot of things that Christ went through. You know, uh, even though I'm not as strong as he was mentally, physically, and spiritually, I could identify. And I find that the more I study this book, the more is revealed to me. And I see people for who people really are. And I have to allow them to be who they are and where they are. I can't change nobody. You know, I would like to control, but it's not in my power. It's not in my power. You know, um, there's a lot that God wants us to understand but he wants us to get into his word. He wants us to understand him and what it is he wants us to wants us to do for him. And one of the things he don't want us to be is controlled by the devil. He didn't design us to be controlled by the devil. Even though I was controlled by the devil at one point. I can't say about nobody else. I just know that I was. You know, we have to study his word in order to understand what it is he wants us to learn and to know. 
and through the Holy Spirit, we can triumph and, and have victory over any obstacle that's in our way. But this is only possible in studying the word. In Timothy, Second Timothy 3, 16 and 17, I'm jumping a little bit. I don't know why I never follow the way I got it down, but that's the way it goes. Mm-hmm. 16 and 17 says, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is, and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly finished, furnished unto all good works. Again, we have to study the word of God. We have to understand his word. Get into the word. Get with people that study in his word. You know, um, we have our little Bible study here on Wednesday, and I'll tell you, I learn a lot from it, and that's why I think I'm, I try to be as active as possible in it, because I get more out of that than actually sometimes listening to the preacher on Sunday. It seems to be more meat in that word. You know, whoever brings it, whether it be Sister Manley, Dr. Manley, Brother Vernon, you know, uh, Brother Vernon, Brother Vernon, you know, whichever, you know, is, is delivering the word, you know, or myself, you know. And I notice, like, when I do it myself, it makes me get into it and try to find out what it is that God really wants me to know. You know, he has something for each and every one of us because each and every one of us is unique in our own right. You know, he wants us to use the talents that we have, whatever it may be. You know, a lot of people think we have to go out here and and conquer the Philistines in order to do God's will. No, not necessarily so. It might just be talking to one one person. I don't know if it has ever happened to you, but maybe you've been in the grocery store or laundromat or on a bus or a train somewhere. I know it has happened to me countless of times where somebody just start a conversation with you. And all of a sudden you find that the person is going through some stuff. And you're the only sounding board, and they don't even know you, but for some reason, they're bouncing this stuff off of you. And the only thing you can do is just listen to them and try to offer them some kind of aid to whatever it is they're going through. And a lot of times I just find myself just listening to the person, but I don't have any answers. And a lot of times they will answer their own question. 
you know. And it's amazing, you know, how people will just come up to you like that and you say, well, God is using me when you really settle down and think about what, what just happened. And God has used you for whatever it was to help that person get through that moment. You know, and that's all it takes for an ear, someone to have an ear. Because a lot of people are in pain. A lot of people are suffering today. Like you heard Sister Manley talk about the water drive that we're doing for Texas. You know, those people are down, down there really never had this kind of weather before. Not in that area, anyway. And I used to run throughout Texas around this time of the year. It's hot down there. It's hot. And for them to get snow, ice, uh, it's like, wow, I can't believe this. But it's happening. And the Bible says this, these kinds of things are going to happen. And for us to prepare for them, you know, like putting up food, you know, um, preparing because it's going to happen. And like we used to say when I first came here, it will be in a theater near you. Well, it's in our theater now. Everything is in our theater now. And we need to prepare for it. We need to get make ourselves ready. Because we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. You know. But be ready for today. You know, um, and get to know the Lord, you know, get to know him in your own way. You know, years ago, I wouldn't get down on my knees and pray. I get down on my knees and pray now. You know, I wouldn't get down on my knees for nobody. You know, no, that wasn't me, you know. Um, but today, I humble myself before him. And he speaks to me. You know, and I try to listen. Sometimes I confuse the issue with other thoughts that be running through my brain, you know. But I try to listen to exactly what he's trying to tell me. And that's all it takes is to listen and not to add to, because we, we have a thing about us where we will add to whatever it is that's being said. We will take it and tear it apart and then try to put it back together. And that doesn't work. I had a blessing this morning. And I call it a blessing. The reason I call it a blessing. Because my youngest son. He had gotten out of jail. With this ankle bracelet on his foot. And he had six months to be on that thing and where he was living. I wouldn't let a mangy dog live. And I was wondering how was he going to do this for six months? How is he going to live here? How is he going to survive this for six months? But I would go there, take him some food, and asked him, was there any place else he could go? And he said he, he didn't have a place. Well, this morning, he called me from the county jail. And I looked at that as being a blessing. 
Because the way he was living, he wasn't going to make it. Either he was going to get killed over there or wind up back in jail. Fortunate for him, he's back in jail. You know, and as I was telling him, maybe he need to ride this one out. You know, because going into these holes where the house that you're living in is, is transit, and when I mean transit, the, the door is never locked. It's people are in and out all day, all night. You're not going to survive in that. I don't care how anybody. You're not going to survive in it. So I was honestly glad. You know, and I thank God that he's back in jail. He's safer there than he is where he was. Now, he can't live with us because he still has his own way. And he's a man, and he's going to think the way he thinks. You know, but you're not going to do that here. You're not going to do that here. I don't care where you do it. Don't bring it here. So I'm grateful. I'm grateful. God wants us to understand these things. You know, he tells us that we could be just like the three Hebrew boys, Israelites. What's the name? Shadrach. Meshach and Abednego, and we can walk through the fires of life without getting burnt. As long as we're in his hand, we ain't going to do it without without God. We're not going to do it without him. We need his blessings. We need to be in the word to understand God, to understand him. You know, he goes on, he talks about um, you know, how we are his sons and daughters. You know, we need to take a deep look at that. I know I did. I know I am. I'm willing to be in, in the Lord today. I want to be in the Lord. And that's what that's what's on my mind. Even in my studies, you know, going to school to be a minister. I've been, um, I've thought about dropping out of school. And one of my instructors called me and said that she thought that that was a bad idea. You know, that um, I should go on and get my bachelor's and not stop at associates. But like I was telling her, it's kind of strenuous. You know, to study because this stuff goes to work with me. You know, I mean, it comes home with me. All day I'm thinking in terms of studying, researching, you know. And it's like, I thought this was going to be a walk in the park. But it's not that. I mean, it's work. It is work. So I told her I'll consider, think about it. Um, and I just might stay. I might stay. But that's another two years. Do I have two years? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, one day at a time. Hopefully. But I'm not looking at it like that. I'm looking. At, I want to play. I want to have some fun. 
uh, with these few years I might have left on this planet. You know, I don't know where I'm going after I leave this planet. But with the time I do have, I would like to enjoy it. But maybe God has something else. And maybe I should just stay until he's ready for me. You know, we would love to do our own will. Because I've lived in my own will most of my life. I've lived in my own will. Nobody else's will. So now I'm really trying to find out God. But God has created us in the book of Genesis 1 and 27. It says, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he he created him. Male and female created he them. He created us for himself. For us to be like him. To grow and to be like him. If, if I'm, if I don't, you know, living in a household with your father and mother, most of the boys try to be like dad and the girls try to be like mom. You know, this is what God wants us to be. It's like him, you know, like Christ, you know, to grow in Christ, to be like Christ. And it's not easy. It's not easy, especially when we have our own agenda. It is time that we take a deeper look at what God is really trying to say to us all. It is time for us to get in and study and read his word. It is time for us to find a church. It's time to settle down and take a look around and see what it is we're really supposed to be doing. And I'm going to give this back over to Sister Manley. Amen. Mm-hmm.